made it to season two of Old Dirty Benches. Glad to see you again. This is Patty Popcorn. I was going to say Patricia Palomitas, but somebody laughed at me, so... (laughs) I'll just keep it real. Patty Popcorn. And here's JD to tell you what we actually do here. Hello, everyone. This is JD. So, if you've landed on us, this is a podcast dedicated to lighthearted, humorous discussions regarding crimes of the powerful. We will also be discussing our review of recent movies or series that have been released, and these episodes will drop every other weekend. For those of you who don't know, white-collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions with the opportunity to commit these crimes. These crimes include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We will discuss real cases, related articles, podcasts, and documentaries, movies related to the crime. Have you ever, have you listened to or like watched a YouTube videos? It's so annoying. My son I don't showed understand. me one. Um, First yeah, of and all, they were I'm like, like, speak up. You know, it does a smoker. No. I cannot. Some people like it though. I know. I am not that person. I'm not into that fetish. Uh, this is part two of our <laughs> course of control. it could be control. a whole new part if you're like on a walk or That's something. That's true. Um. We are talking about Course of Control, Tender Swindler, and The Puppet Master. Part two is The Puppet Master. Um, I'm JD. This is Patty. We're older, dirtier benches. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Older, for sure. Uh, Yeah. Um, Went to a comedy show last night. They talked about being baby old for your 40s. Baby old? Yeah. That made me laugh because I kept saying it during the entire show. Um. <clears throat> so, uh, first part, we talked a little bit about uh, coercive control and how that is a patterned behavior and method used to um, take over the autonomy of a victim. So, we're going to be talking about the puppet master next. Crazy. This shit's bananas. I yeah. think that should be the title. The, the shit's, shit's bananas. bananas. <laughs> I like that, actually. That may be the title. I could not believe... Okay, first of all. Yes, Patty. I had never heard a peep about this story. Did you? Uh, not till you told me. And so I was totally like going in blind. I had no idea what this was about, and the more I watched, the more my jaw was hitting the floor. Uh, yeah, dude. Um and we watched this and the Tinder Swindler in the same weekend. So I was did like, you? this shit is crazy. Wait, which one did you watch first? Um, I think this one because. Oh, did you? Wait, okay. Oh, interesting. Was Tinder Swindler like just one do- one documentary, like a couple hours? Yeah, it was like, a, yeah, like I think an hour and a half, the documentary. I feel like we watched The Puppet Master first. And I think this one has three episodes. Yeah. The Puppet Master does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one's not being talked about as much, I don't right. think. Um, but. Because uh, it's so crazy. Yeah, he is a fucking... This guy took fraud to a whole Ooh, other level, man. Oh, my God. 
I don't even know if I would call it fraud because like you said in part one where you mentioned like kidnapping mm-hmm. and stuff, he's basically kidnapping people. But they're there willfully, like yes. he said. Yeah. Uh but he uses he's also got a methodology um that includes course of control where he Right, but not romantic. No, for some of the victims. Because remember the mom? He did. Oh, that was at the end. But yes. But like originally. Yeah, originally, no. And I think that's because he was first starting out. Um, uh, I also believe that. Uh, he was a baby fraudster. Um, well, I was just going to say, I also believe he has antisocial personality <laughs> disorder. <laughs> See, this you get a little twist with uh, a diagnosis of some sort of psychiatric <laughs> ailment. <laughs> who gives you that, people? Nobody. That's who. <laughs> um yeah so uh this is interesting because the way that they start showing the documentary they kind of fast forward to the 2000s they tarantino it they start at the end and then go back yes correct (laughs) and then you're kind of like what is happening you know like i'm not sure what's going on exactly this is just about some woman Mm -hmm. and her kids and some dude yeah so Robert, uh, one of his aliases, Robert Freegard, um, is essentially masquerading as an MI, a fake secret MI5 agent uh-huh. um, who uh, I think has a James Bond complex. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it the story starts out following a family um, whose mother meets Robert on a dating website. Uh, her name's Sandra, and um, in 2011, she starts talking to him, and he actually buys her an Audi, right? Takes the kids to Spain. Well, supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. I mean, we find out he didn't he really. He puts it in her name, Yeah, right? he didn't really buy and it for her. alone. Mm-hmm. So, what? Yep. <laughs> yep. Here's a present you pay for yourself. Yeah. You're welcome. I know. She didn't know, though, at the time. She just thought he had purchased it right because he portrayed himself as having money Mm -hmm. i guess we're all gonna have to start like offering up banking statements when we date right (laughs) yeah or like uh your boyfriend shows up with a brand new car check your credit (laughs) just to make sure (laughs) (laughs) well i get little announcements on mine yeah so do i like hey you bought a new car well and good luck to anybody i well i'm not gonna be dating anybody um but (laughs) If you tried, if I were. yeah, if you tried, my credit is frozen. So, and I do that on purpose for this type of shit. Um, <laughs> no swindling over here. <laughs> Hands off, con artist. Um, <laughs> but it, the interesting thing about this, right, is he meets mom, he starts dating her. Uh, mom's invested in the relationship, and he also gets the kids buy in, but starts to isolate the son. Right in that relationship immediately, yeah, yep. and kind of makes um, the son seem like he's uh, purposely trying to destroy the dynamic between the relationship, that relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. always good when you when someone's trying to get between you and your kid. That's, yeah, that's certainly not a red flag. Right I there. know exactly. Um, he moves in and then he starts acting weird, um, and or maybe just being himself, or yeah, or maybe being himself, right? Um, and he actually tells Sandra, the mother, that uh, her son stole her bracelet, 
which puts a wedge between her and her son. So he actually leaves. The um, son. Yep, the son does to go live with his father uh, because David, uh, who's also Robert Freegard, um, starts doing all this weird shit, like telling his mom that he's gay. Um, he locks him out of the house repeatedly. And um, mom kind of starts turning against the son. And uh, he just feels like he has to get out of the situation and goes to live. Yeah, that was sad. Yes, very sad. Um, I felt bad for the family. Not David slash Robert Freegard because he's a fucking <laughs> Not asshole. Not the piece of shit, but everyone else. Yeah. Um, so daughter's still there, but David, uh, the fake... MI5 agent is starting to pump the daughter with a bunch of propaganda, excuse me, to make her think that she doesn't want to see her dad. And she talks about how he does this repeatedly over time, like kind of pushing uh, the thoughts into her that she doesn't want to talk to him. He's a bad person. You don't want to talk to him, do you? Yeah, she gets isolated um, for a period of two years, uh, which I I found um, fits that course of control model. Yeah. Right. Where you start controlling because she talks about like uh, when she was allowed to go to bed, when she could eat. Um, he was using that on the daughter as well as on the mom. Yeah. Um, more excessively on the mother, as we find out through the documentary. He actually also makes uh, the um, daughter pay rent get and work. Yep. She has to go get a job. He takes $10,000, whatever the equivalent is over there, um, from her savings savings account. And um, there was a giant lock on the bedroom door, which I thought was scary. Super scary and And weird. And newspaper across the window, the bedroom window. (laughs) Like a freaking meth addict or something. Yeah, so that I think he was controlling what the mother was allowed to see. Yeah. You know, like isolating and controlling mm-hmm. her daily routine. And still, because she's still with Oh, him. yeah. She's still missing. Um, so uh, here's here's what was awesome. Her ex-husband, the father of the children, actually tries to get the police involved because he starts seeing what's happening to right. the family and, um, and his ex-wife. And uh, it takes him about... Four years before the police will actually do anything and investigate her as a missing person. So now four years have gone by. He's uh, isolated the mother, Sandra, from her kids and everybody else, all of the rest of her family, and has taken her. They really don't know where she's at at this point, and she has no contact or or very rarely contacts them. So um, I think even the kids mentioned that her parents passed away and she doesn't even show up for the funeral, which you yeah. say is really not like her at all. Right. Well, who it, that's not like anybody. Yeah. Um, unless you're a psychopath. <laughs> uh, uh, it was really sad because the kids haven't seen their mom in like seven years. Right. So, um, it's, it's very, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, so then... So then they they go backwards. Right, we find out this dude is a fucking crazy person. Yeah, so he started out 
from what we know anyways, in his early 20s doing this type of shit. So he meets this guy, John Atkinson. In a bar. Yep, in a bar uh, while John is attending university. To um, be a farmer. Yeah, and this is uh, this is going on during the whole IRA thing, you uh-huh. know, the Irish rebellion that was mm-hmm. going on, the army. Um, so there was a lot of, uh, like, uh, militia-type stuff, kind of warfare going on. Insecurity about what was going to happen. Yeah, a lot of people were really worried at the time. Um, and, you know, it was pretty close to home, so people were getting fearful. They were right. scared. So, yeah, because um, they were bombing places. Yes, they were. A lot of that terrorist stuff was going on. Um, so John loses an Irish friend to suicide as a result of it. He meets Rob at this pub. Rob tells John that they need um, someone in the college to help them uncover the IRA. Right, that they know that for a fact that one of his classmates is is working with the IRA. Yes. And they need someone on the inside, basically. Yes. And this guy, what was his name? John or Rob? The guy that's telling him this. Yeah, Rob, the Rob. fake MI5 yeah. agent. He's the one that, he's just working at the pub and he's saying he's an undercover yes. agent. That's his cover. Um, And he actually. <laughs> he watched too, one too many James Bond. Oh my God. Yeah. He actually gets John to do some bizarre training. And uh, convinces him to start taking pictures of his classmates and different students at the university. Right, to give to them. Yeah. So John starts making a list of suspicious people. or people And he that, would have them make lists of cars. Yes. License um, plates. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he tells, Rob tells John... Uh, who is a victim in this situation, Yeah, um, tells John that they need to uh, get more people to help. So he convinces his girlfriend and her friend Sarah uh, to leave um, because he's getting ready to die, John. Right. He has cancer. Yeah. He says. Yes. Um, which is not true. It's just something Rob told him to do. Uh, because at this point now he's fully invested in the whole um well, IRA he, Rob uncover. has said it's one of his friends that's, yes, that he oh did. we know it's him. Yeah. So you gotta go because he's working with the IRA. Yep, we've gotta escape immediately. Um and he doesn't want to leave his girlfriend behind and stuff. He wants to protect her and her friend. So they all leave in a car with Rob. Woo. It's, and then it spirals from it here. Just gets really bad because um, the kids leave. They don't really have any contact with their parents or very little contact. They're kind of reaching out to them on the phone and stuff, asking them for money now because they're on the run from uh, what they believe are IRA. Yeah, infiltration from the IRA based off of what Rob has told them. Um, <clears throat> and he's supposedly taking them to, quote, safe houses. Yes. All across the country. And um, God bless Sarah's uh, father. Yes. He was awesome. Because he knew immediately. like his, Something was up. Yeah. He saw the red flags. He did not feel comfortable with Rob. He immediately thought something is wrong here with this guy and the situation. And um, he starts going to work, tracking them, um, reaching By out. By her credit card. Yes, using her credit card because they had given this credit card to her while she was going to university mm-hmm. to try to help with her expenses. But now Rob's got a hold of it and they're using it for 
to support him. Um, but he's also reaching out to their local law enforcement there, trying to get them to do something. And they're like, no, because she's an adult and she went off with um, yeah. these people. So I, my heart goes out to him even now because I can only imagine just watching the documentary. You can see the pain that it's caused the family um, and how much they were trying to get Sarah to come back home because they saw Rob for who he was, which is a piece of shit, and um, that he had somehow gained control over her. So he convinces John to change his name to Jamie, and Sarah also changes her name to Betty. And he's making them work these, like... Menial jobs. Yeah, so that they can support him, essentially. Right. Because he's not working. Oh, and then um, the weird thing is he has this obsession with Duran Duran... An ordinary world, that song. Because multiple victims were like, he would just put this song on and put it on repeat. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's so that's strange. That's a huge flag right there. Duran Duran song. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Beyond the 80s doesn't really hold up for me. Oh, but, my God. You know. It was crazy. I was like, that's such a strange behavior thing and on. thing to focus on, mm-hmm. you know, and it seemed to be. Um, similar for each of the victims uh-huh. where they would bring up that song and yeah. how he would just play it on repeat and now they hate it. So- Same. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I mean, Sarah and John now have been on run for 10 months. Sarah's still continuing to withdraw money for um, Rob. Right, include. because they have to pay for this protection. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's driving them around randomly. I mean, I guess he was just trying to stoke the sense of chaos. Yeah, I think so. Like, um, to constantly, ha- like, keep that fear going. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you have limited contact and you're isolated and somebody manages to put constant fear on you, psychologically, that's going to break you down. And, I mean, think about, like, when uh, you've maybe watched a horror movie or something and then you need to go outside and it's pitch black and then you it's still carried over. Yeah, you kind of have a yeah. little bit of that fear. So, well, I mean, just even like living through the past two years of bullshit that we've lived, it's been like a constant, yeah, stress. Uh huh. And and you never really feel like ah oh, no, you know? and you feel tired. You're just constantly. like at a heightened sense of stress, mm-hmm. and that's nothing compared to these people who are yeah. literally like being driven around randomly, kept up, not able to sleep, mm-hmm. controlling what Fucking you're eating, crazy, yes. giving their paycheck over to this dude. Yeah, and at this point... Not talking to their family because they don't want their families to be killed. Yes, because he's telling them that something bad could happen to their families if they reach out to them. I mean, he's controlling what they're eating. He's controlling their daily schedules. They've changed their names. They've dyed their hair, cut their hair. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he manages to get Sarah's inheritance because he harasses her parents constantly. Right, but I did love how... She went to the house to get her passport, and the dad had hid it. Yeah. So she couldn't get it. Yeah, because they went there. He was there. so smart. I, I know. Would, I don't think I would think to do that. He said that he figured she would be back at some point to try to, to get, get that. Yeah. And um, he hid it in a spot where she Right, in another safe know. she didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it tears their family apart, but... Well, it ends up killing the mom, doesn't it? Well, she did pass died. away, yeah. But I, I don't know if it was... 
uh, linked or I'm sure it didn't help whatever yeah. was going on with her. Um, so nine years go by. That's what I'm saying. This shit is crazy. He did this for nine years. He had them all in different safe houses, yes. quote unquote. And he was puppet mastering them mm-hmm. for nine years. The interesting thing that I picked up on was John. So John ends up handing over uh, 400,000 pounds over the nine years. Um, but he uh, little by little allows John to go back to his family's farm. And he spends more and more time there. And then eventually he starts doubting what he was being told and realizes that he... Oh, I just got totally screwed. Yeah, that this was all a whole scheme. Um, And he writes to Sarah's dad and tells him that he's sorry, but everything was fake. And Sarah's still caught up in it. And she's imprisoned at this point. Like, he takes her to some fucking bathroom and literally locks her up in there. Yeah. Um. So there's a diversion between genders, I think, um, you know, where he allowed the male to kind of go off and now is done with him because he squeezed him dry, but continues to manipulate and control the the women. Well, Um, didn't he, like, have sex with her? Yeah, because she's living in that bathroom. Yeah. He comes and checks on her, but she's starving. Well, I can get sex out of her, so. Yeah, she's... She said that she would be in there for days, and then all of a sudden he would show up and bring, like, a little bit of food or whatever. And then at one point, he um, shows up, and she's thankful to see him because it's somebody, anybody at this point. And he says, do you want to be my girlfriend? And she was like, I was so isolated and stuff by the time I had reached this point that I was, like, anything to get me out of here. Yeah. So, um. He actually uh, takes her to another friend's house that he had sort of convinced, too, about his fake agent bullshit. So she's working there as a housekeeper. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah is. Um, But things start to kick off a little bit more once an American goes missing, um, Kim. Uh The FBI get involved um, because Kim's parents, who live in Arizona... Are wealthy. Are wealthy. They want some lottery or something like that. And uh, Kim was planning to marry Rob. Um, and, of course, uh, Rob wants her money um, because he's thinking that she's going to get some money out of the lottery. So the family reaches out to... Um, well, he's saying he that she's going to be a, an agent, too, but she yes. has to keep taking this exam. Yeah, because... And it costs $3,000 every time, and mysteriously, she keeps failing it. Yes, but he's the one who's in contact with the family, not Kim, because she's left the country now. She's no longer in the United yeah. States. Um, Dude, I was so shocked by this whole movie, like... I mean, I'd like to think there's no way I would fall for it, but I mean, maybe I would. I, dude, I 100% believe that you apply the right methods that anybody could somehow would fall, fall into it. this. Yes. Um, because you've got to remember before he gets to Kim, he's been doing this now for years. Yeah. He's mastered it. Like he, that's why I call, they call it the puppet master. Right. Because uh, he's come up with a methodology that is working for him. And it's so, like, 
I had never heard of anything like this. So um, it's not something that you're looking for. Like Tinder Swindler, you know, the first time someone said, hey, I need money, I'd be like, oh, that's sad. Bye. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I guess if you throw your, your line out enough, you're going to catch something eventually. But this was something so far-fetched. Yes. Uh, the I mean, you know, we even see him, I mean, because he is periodically working because we see the him working at a car dealership right, do you remember a, that's that how he met her yeah but um, even he told those car dealership people oh i'm secretly an agent yes. like he was even saying that to them yeah, and, and doing bullshit and he had one of the car salesmen kind of believing yeah. his story yeah. um because of the way he would act and stuff that he would do yeah um so he was like yeah i kind of believed it and it was kind of fun you know because we were it was like true lies yes that's what it sounded like so um so i could see where you know, because he's practiced this over a number of years. Yeah. So imagine that, everyone. He, You go to buy a car, and the guy you're talking to has someone locked in a bathroom somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't know it. And he's... Uh, fucking weird. Well, and people were saying he was charismatic at first. Yeah, here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he had a, a certain persona that he was exuding that kind of roped females in. And then, like you said, in Kim's case, she bought a car for him, from him. They start dating, and now she's kind of lost contact with her family outside of when Rob contacts them for money because of the spy test that she's going to be taking. But, yes, continues to fail. And, um, <laughs> of course, they reach out to the FBI because they're like, something's wrong. Yes, this is weird. Yes, this is extremely weird. Um, and... Uh, it's at this point, too, when, yeah, Sarah's locked up, but then gets out and goes to another friend's house and is working as a housekeeper. So the FBI starts working with Interpol um, on this whole thing uh, to come up with a plan to try to trap Rob, right? Because he's he's fucking out of control at this point. Right. Um, and they realize that there's other victims involved. Um, a lot of people. It was once you get to the end of this documentary and you find out how many victims, and this is probably not all of them. Right. Again, um, just the ones we know from the the documentary. The documentary, yeah, because there's probably some that may not even know um, that could, I don't know, they could still be isolated somewhere and not have any clue um, or that he still has control of them because um, he does have at least control of a mother, Sandra. Right. Uh, so if they, she's even still alive. We yeah, we hope she is. Um, but they end up luring Rob because um, they tell him that the mom needs to meet face to face to bring him the money he needs, the 10000 So uh, they devise a plan to meet up at Heathrow Airport in London. And the whole place is covered with like undercover officers. Um, Free Guard is kind of reluctant to show up at the terminal. And uh, he eventually does, though, because they kind of spot him. You know, he's acting a little bit yeah, he's acting out weird. of character. Yeah. I think he knew maybe something was up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably had his spider senses up a little bit and was like, I don't know about this. Uh, but I'm glad he continued with it. Because um, <laughs> he got his ass busted. <laughs> yeah. So he meets up with Kim's mom. And... Uh, they go out to the car, and then that's where they arrest him. 
um, Kim was actually there. Right. And as they're arresting they him. They were glad. Yes. Because they didn't want to have to try and figure out where he put her. Yeah. Um, he yells out to her, I love you. So he's still trying to do the love bombing, even though he's getting arrested. Um, he, they ask him about Sarah, like where she's at. Uh, he refuses to talk. He does have a piece of paper on him and a key. Um, and there is a room and there's nice clothes, there's jewelry, fake documents, passports, other fraudulent documents that they find. So they start uncovering some evidence and stuff. Uh, Ronnie is on the name or she's the name on the paper. So uh, law enforcement track her down and they call her. And she's the one who's been having Sarah come over as a housekeeper. Right. Yeah. She had uh, given him around 20,000 pounds, but somehow made some sort of friendship and wasn't as controlled or isolated as some of his other victims, which was interesting to me because I wasn't sure what that they don't fully explain the interplay between that relationship. Right. Because we're more interested at this point in Sarah, um, who's been missing for 10 years. So uh, they bring Sarah in and actually tell her the truth about what's happened to her. But it, it takes her a little while to understand and grasp what has happened. Yeah. Can you imagine that? No, dude. She was, I mean, you can see she was totally broken. They're showing pictures of her. She's like a shell of the person she once was. Right. Um. You know, I. it's going to take years of counseling and therapy for her. Even then, as she was, like, recounting her story, she's crying. And John, her boy, her ex-boyfriend, you can see how much that's affected him, too. Like, I mean, he right, was Right, because it's because of him. Yes. Yes. And yeah. he feels responsible. I mean, he's he reached was. out. He reached <laughs> out to the parents. he was, like, trying to help her. Like, oh, my God. The whole thing is just bananas, I'm saying. Dude, it was so frightening. I was scared for the victims. Um, I mean, it was... I watched Tinder Swindler first, and I was like, oh, my God, these victims, I feel bad. And then I watched The Puppet Master with my spouse after he told us about it. And I... Dude, I was so emotionally distraught. Yeah. Because recognizing what... Ten years. Yeah. Ten years of your life. I mean, they didn't... Is gone. You were like a slave. Yes. They were in university and stopped. Yeah. And then, yeah, became a slave to this person. Yeah. For almost... And one one person a decade, another person a decade. Yeah. And they were trapped. That is so crazy to me. I could not even believe it that this is a thing. Um. They eventually find out that there's some other victims, but uh, law enforcement is cautious to say that they're not sure if there are other people out there. Um, I guess there was a lady named Elizabeth. Uh, she was starved and left on the streets. Um, he was controlling her, but he made her live out uh, homeless and um, wouldn't hardly provide her anything so that she could sustain herself. Uh, there was another person named Leslie um, Solange, who was never found. They know she was a victim of his. So we don't know where she's at. We don't know if she's dead. We don't know if she's still right. alive, maybe under his control still. Um, Maria, who was Sarah's friend, she had also uh, went on the run with them. We find out that she's had two children with uh, Rob and... Um, was under his control for a number of years and abused by him severely. I think they said that he had knocked her teeth out 
at one point. Um, like I said, they believe that there's other victims, but it's been hard for them to make connections and uh, uncover where they're at. And Rob has uh, not been very cooperative. Um, so he was finally charged and sentenced to life in prison in 2005. It went to the Court of Appeals in 2007 uh, for kidnapping. You need to be in prison against your will because these people, uh, in the eyes of the court, went with him willingly. Um, they reversed his sentence. Yeah, what a bunch of bullshit. And he was released in 2009. So he did two years yes. for this. And the uh, course of controls in some of those other countries, I don't think that they were, um, those laws were passed until 2015, which was after, okay. yep, yeah, after this whole case went but down. This is like so extreme. Yeah. Uh, because we know that he's still out. Um, I think at one point they show a lady who's in, uh, doing like dog breeding stuff and she makes contact with him after he's been released and, um, works with him for a little bit, but then starts to get worried about how he's behaving but I think she does recognize that Sandra is still with him at this point. So the mother of the kids um, is still out there yeah. with Rob. Um, and law enforcement has had contact with her and explained to her what was happening and who he was. But she still decided to, to stay, stay with, with him. him. Yeah. Yes. She's under his spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, so uh, we're hoping that one day she comes back to the family and is able to get help. But At least the kids and the dad are all reconciled, so at least they have some kind of family. Yeah. Uh, I was sad to see how it's affected them because they have no contact with their mom at this point and um, have not seen her. And it's had a huge effect on them. Now, they did have uh, or have met up with another victim of his, Sarah, to, um, you know, for support, essentially. I think that's helped them a little bit so that, you know, they're hoping that maybe at some point she'll come back, too. So, but this dude needs to be fucking stopped. Rob is a piece of shit, too. Yeah, this is crazy. This is... Um, this is way worse than just taking money from people. You're taking their whole life. Yeah, I'm hoping that when they eventually catch up to him, he's put in prison for the rest of his life. Because they're not going to stop him no. or Simon. They're going to continue to use this. Clearly, um, They're not good people. There's something wrong with them psychologically. Uh, and they're just going to continue to prey on others. Um, because that's what they do. So um, we want people to protect themselves more. Right. That was the purpose of us using this as a white collar crime. Right. Because um, they're using people's financials. Um, creating- but only not only financial, like you're emotional. Yes. And so, like, don't get swept away by people telling you shit. Like, check it out. Is it true? Yeah. It's just so shocking to yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in this, too, there's another emotional investment happening. Uh, but, 
he starts using those course of control methods to eventually get you to a point where you're no longer you as an individual. Well, can we just say that anytime? I think primarily this is more of a dude thing, but that might be sexist of me. But anytime someone is trying to isolate you from your family or your friends, get out. Yeah. Nothing good comes from that. Mm-hmm. That's like step one of living with an abuser. Yeah. Um, and so if someone is acting, I, I guess it could be women. I know someone who had a woman that did this to them, too. So mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't say that it's it's primarily men. But anytime someone's doing that, trying to keep you from your friends, trying to keep you from your family, your pets, your kids, fuck that person. Bye. Like, yeah. don't even let it go beyond that. Mm-hmm. That's a huge red flag of bad things. To, that's a bad harbinger, harbinger of things to come. How do you say that word? It's called harbinger. <laughs> Quit doing that. <laughs> anyway, I'd say peace out at that point. Don't wait for it to go even worse. Yeah, and I think, too, like I said, the, the statistics on it are over half of the victims don't recognize it. Uh He had these people convinced that their family was wrong, you know, uh, and then prevented them essentially from reaching out to anybody else, like law enforcement or. Well, this guy, he just had them like topsy turvy. Oh yeah, driving them all over the place. Yeah, like he was just he had their world like upended, so they didn't really have a chance. But now that you know, there's fucking psychos out here doing this shit. Like, Mm -hmm. don't just take things at face value. Mm -hmm. And um. You know, for people that are experiencing some sort of abuse like this or, um, you know, even if it's mental abuse, uh, you know, hopefully your family is able to communicate to you like what's going on. And um, if your body is trying to tell you something, don't ignore it. Yeah. You know, that that gut. Yep. Listen to your gut. Yeah. That That yucky feeling feeling that you have in your stomach that Mm -hmm. something's off. Even if you've been with that person for a long time, um, you you're know, having it for a reason. Yeah, you're having it for a reason. Don't ignore that. Um, it's important because uh, sometimes we do that. We think, okay, I'm jumping to conclusions or thinking the worst of this situation. It probably is. Right. So um, that's where we need to be more cognizant and self aware of how we're feeling and recognize that. And be like, something's off. Start talking to your friends, your family, so that you can get outside um, additional insight. Right. And then um, hopefully you can get to safety. So, all right. crazy shit, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. People Um, are shitty. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Holy shit, dude. Uh, This was a scary one. Uh, Not to say that Simon isn't scary, um, but this guy took it to a whole nother level. Um, and I'm sure there's others probably that are operating, operating within the United States that are doing similar shit, um, which is also scary. Yeah. Um, so tangent, I saw that Tom Brady is coming back to the NFL. <laughs> tangent. Why do you got to bring it up on that? Um, Fuck that dude. <laughs> Go away. 
What, he wasn't getting enough attention at home already in the three <laughs> weeks since he retired? He has to come back? Oh, my God. Uh, my son- How much money do you need I don't is know. my question. Like, really? Um, I did not see the notification because I, I have the NFL app on my phone and I get the notifications that come in. I didn't actually see this one pop up. I don't know if it was because I was at work or what was going on, but my son texted it to me and I was just like, what the fuck? Um... So, yeah, he's coming back. Uh, I was going to ask you how you felt about the Seattle quarterback leaving to go to Denver. Yeah, sad. Yeah. Sad times. I'm sorry, man. But, you know, honestly, I wish that we would pick up Colin Kaepernick, but we won't. But I wish we would. I don't know if that's going to happen. We won't. Yeah. He's not going to go back on. But good thing Tom Brady's welcome back. Uh, the other thing that I saw was the Sean Watson Watson was not indicted. Mm. That also was maddening for me this week too, as well. Um, since we're on NFL, and uh, if he gets picked up by a team, we're boycotting you. But you know household. what? Like at the end of the day, who cares? We have so much emphasis on sports. True, and it doesn't matter. Um, I was more talking about the sexual assault that he had Right, but I'm just saying, like, who gives a shit if Tom Brady plays or not? Who gives a shit? Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. It doesn't matter. The emphasis we put on this bullshit is maddening to me. Yeah. Um, I just laughed when I seen it pop up. (laughs) You can't kill him. He's like fucking (laughs) Jason Voorhees. (laughs) Or no, Michael Myers, Oh, my God. Same thing. Yeah. Keep coming back. Yeah. Die! Stop <laughs> struggling! <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, Disgusting. Next. <laughs> That's what I think. Next. Dude, when when have you gone to Wienerschnitzel recently? I haven't. I was just thinking maybe I would go there. And Chris asked me every time I come here, are you going to Wienerschnitzel? And I'm like, no. But then sometimes I'm like, yes, I am. I know. We need to go, too. We haven't gone in recently. It does sound good. It's shitty out. Mm. I know, dude. Uh, Maybe yeah. I'll go today. I haven't gone in a while. I know. Uh, when we look out our window right now, gray skies. <laughs> Fucking gray and raining. So. Come on, spring! <laughs> <laughs> Stuff has started blooming. I've it been is. out in my yard. It's happening. It's just. It's this is just like the sad part. I know. I've been picking weeds and stuff. And then here's I mean, it's therapeutic for me to be out in the yard. I like it. Okay. I know we've had this conversation we before. Have, but you almost got trafficked, I'll just say. But anyway. True. One time I was almost trafficked. Um, <laughs> um but uh Jesus. Uh, by the end of the day I could barely walk. Oh, it's you don't realize how hard work that yes, is, when, especially squatting. if you don't ever do it. Yeah. My lower back was hurting. Yeah. I mean, I went into work and I felt like I was 70 years old the next day. <laughs> Even though you're baby old? Yeah, I'm baby old. Yeah. Well, but I don't know. I must be teenage old then. And uh, it's not pretty. <laughs> it's for sure not pretty. Oh, my God. Any kind of physical stuff. I'm like, why is my elbow hurting? Like... <laughs> 
What did I do? Maybe you stirred a little bit more aggressively making dinner. Or I, like, picked dinner. something up wrong mm. at work and strained it. Who the fuck knows? Oh, I yeah, slept dude. on it wrong. That could be a thing. You know what my favorite is? Is, like, you turn to look behind you. Oh, and your and neck? You, yeah. <laughs> or your back? Or you pull <gasps> a lap muscle and you're, like, done for the rest. You can't even, yeah, like, I'm breathe. Out. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> I stubbed my toe. I'm out for the day. <laughs> fuck oh my god yeah it's great great getting all love 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 (laughs) (laughs) so that was all right uh, ending on a high note yet again (laughs) here we go so watch out for everyone (laughs) and getting old sucks You're welcome. The Thanks old, for coming to our another TED Talk. It concludes the old portion of our podcast. <laughs> um, and dirty. Yeah. Uh, keep, you know, listen to that gut, people. Right. Be safe. Um, you know, don't. Don't trust anyone, basically, I yeah. think, is the rumor. Have your spider senses up. Most of the time, I'm, not, I'm on yellow anyway. Hey, I got to tell you, uh, a really good book, especially if yes. you're a girl. Is called The Gift of Fear. Ooh, The Gift of Fear. And it's by Gavin someone DeBoer, DeBecker. The Gift. I'm writing it down. Yeah. It's a really, it's about exactly this. Okay. Not discounting your gut. Yeah. And he was actually an FBI agent, I believe. Ooh, I like it. And he was on Oprah a thousand years ago. Okay. And uh, it is very good. I recommend every girl read th- read this book. Yeah. Because it just talks about exactly that. And I bet, I haven't read it in a long time, but I bet if I reread it, I would get more out of it now. Maybe I will. But mm-hmm. that's a really good book. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Yep. The Gift of Fear. Um, because I don't think we listen to our inside feelings enough. No, uh-uh. Yeah. So that's important. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So that concludes this episode, part two. This shit is bananas. Part two. Right? Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Back. What the hell kind of life do we live here? I know. Oh, uh, also, I figured out how to rate on Spotify. Oh, thank God. I've been up nights worrying about this. Uh, shut up. Um, <laughs> But Not the, on Spotify, the but weird anyhow. thing, though, you can't give five stars. It wouldn't let me submit five stars. Because everyone could improve. I guess. I'm with you, Spotify. So I did We're four. We're not all five stars. And I did four and submitted. For who? For us. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it wouldn't let you do five. You're Maybe. doing your own? I know. No. It was like, get off here, bitch. That's funny. Um, yeah, so I gave us four stars, not five, right. because well, it wouldn't sad. let me do it. Now we're like silver level. But a silver level. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gold. Uh, yeah, like and subscribe. Uh, email us, man. Um, one of the other podcasts that we follow, uh, it was cute because they were like, they we got, got our first email. First email. Yeah, which I was like, we're still waiting. <laughs> Hey, we got a review with words. We did. And it wasn't us that yes. wrote it. So. Um, making and by a us, one. I mean you. Because <laughs> I don't do that shit. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, if That's you awesome. feel so inclined, email us olddirtybenches at yes, gmail.com. Please explain to us the Eternals in your own words. Oh, yeah. That's true, too. <laughs> do that. If you're a DC person um, or oh, is it Marvel. 
Yeah. Or if, um, you know, if you know somebody or have experienced course of control and want to share your story, we don't have to use your name, right. but we would uh, love to highlight that to get more word out on this issue. That's bad. And then, yeah, if it's important to you, like reach out to your representative, um, let them know how you feel about it. Let's uh, start a lobby. Yeah. Or start Maybe a lobby. We can make money off of it. Yes. Money. Ching, ching. <laughs> oh my god civil lawsuits yeah oh lord um all right having said that any last words patty i already said my words i'm good okay well i don't have have a great week everyone yes stay fresh keep it real keep it moist good day have a great day (laughs) free guy It's on HBO now. Watched it it again yesterday. That makes like five times. I love that movie. (laughs) All right, benches. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.